0: Hi guys, I'm Emma and I'm Julie and welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel.
1: Hi, Em. How are you doing? I need everyone to know that about one second before I hit record, Emma goes, do you kind of just want to fuck around? (laughs) Because I just watched the skin office tour and I cannot believe that's a real working space. It's absolutely insane.
0: You guys have to watch this if you haven't yet. It's 13 minutes on YouTube, and Kim basically takes you through the Skin office, which I believe is also the SKIMS office. It's a 40,000-square-foot space, and it's just really something to see. I mean, aesthetically, it's very similar to her home. A lot of neutrals, a lot of beiges, but I think the thing that I'm constantly amazed by is how intentional she is with every single thing in that space
1: oh, it's insane, but it's so Kim. Like when you look at that office, it screams Kim. It is so her. And she
0: always says that specifically about her home, but also about the office that, you know, her world is so chaotic that when she likes to come back to her space, she wants it to be very zen. And to her, that's through these neutral colors and almost a minimalistic style. Whereas to me, I think having everything so light colored would actually make me feel more anxious because I'd be worried about spilling.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, what's funny about this is that when we first saw Kim's home, I think it was, I don't know if it was Arc Digest or the 73 questions with Vogue, but our takeaway, I think for the most part, and not just me and you, like everyone's was like, wow, I can't believe she let Kanye let their house look like that. Like we thought the entire look of it being so monochromatic and plain and almost empty was all Kanye's vision. And I remember even having a discussion that after they split up, I wonder if the house was going to change at all, if she was going to add more to it. But as we've come to know Kim and her style, like that was all Kim.
0: Well, I think that it was actually Kanye at the inception of it all. I mean, she speaks very frequently about how he designed the entire home with Axel Vavort. And even recently, when she's talking about the packaging for skin, she'll say that Kanye had a huge influence in it. So my interpretation is that it was really him and his vision and what he viewed to be ideal. And not that she was opposed to it, but maybe she wasn't as fully immersed in it as she is now. And then it kind of rubbed off on her. And now, I mean, you hear her say, even in this tour, she's getting more into furniture and all these things that he always had an interest in. Not to give him credit, clearly it's partially her, but I think that he rubbed off on her a lot in that
1: respect. Let me rephrase. I think my changing has kind of evolved from it being Kanye and Kim just took an appreciation to it being a situation where it was definitely Kanye who designed the home, but Kim had a very heavy influence in it as well. And I think that that's because, like she says, her world really is that chaotic. And so if there's one thing she's
0: going to stand firm in, it's that she wants to come home to a place that makes her feel zen. Right, totally. I mean, in terms of the actual office space, which I could honestly do an entire episode on, I have to believe it's both the Skims and Skin Offices because you could see her alluding to a lot of Skims products. She has the showroom there. But for purposes of this video, I think she just marketed it as a Skin Office tour to help with you know promotion to the brand.
1: You know, I was gonna ask you if you thought that it was interesting that she did that because obviously when you think about the two brands, especially if you're thinking about them sharing a space, you would think about it as the skim space that skin is now a part of, or kind of an even 50-50 split. It's the skin and skim space. Wow, tongue twisters today. I was gonna say she did not. She did not do us any favors here.
0: No, she did not at all name these companies
1: with the thinking that someone on a podcast would have to say them. Like even now, I was like, okay, let me try and make this easier. Shapewear and skincare, but it's still a lot of S's. It's a lot of S's for an episode. A lot. Okay. Anyways, back to the original point. I would have thought that if she were to separate them, it would have either been kind of a 50-50 split or the Skims office with skin as a part of it. To market it as the Skin office without mention or very little mention of Skims was extremely interesting to me.
0: <laughs> it made total sense strategically, but I'm like, listen, I know what you're doing here and not to downplay the success of Skin. I know it's sold out immediately, but to me, Skims is the mecca. It's almost like this is the Skims space that Skin is kind of taking residence in, but I know that's not how she views it. And obviously, I mean, she's very, very passionate about this side of her business. I think I have a total bias because I just don't connect to that side as much as I do the... the the skims one. Like I I truly, I'm sure the products are great. It's just not something that I feel inclined to try. Whereas one minute before we started recording this, the soft lounge collection just dropped. And I, I had that in my cart. I mean, the second I got the email, I would say within 30 seconds, it was delivered to me because I buy that shit. The second it comes out.
1: I know you do. The way I feel about it is like, if she gave me a skims office tour and I saw that 40,000 square foot space, filled with skims i would be like this is the house that skims built like this is her hard work paying off into this insane place whereas when i see it for skin i'm like oh this is the house that kim built for her child like this skin is the nepo baby right.
0: <laughs> what a perfect way to put it that's exactly how i feel it is you know what was crazy when she's going through and she's like so you know we have summer fridays so people don't have to come into the actual office on fridays with the exception of a few people but she's walking you through the hallways of what the offices would look like if they were filled up. And I obviously rationally understand that there is an entire team that goes into this. It's not like these products just appear and it's not like it's just Kim and Chris and Tracy. There's hundreds and hundreds of people that need to exist in order to make these things a reality. But it's so hard for me to envision Kim just walking through the hallways filled up with people, you know, on their
1: computers. Like what does that look like? When she said summer Fridays, I was like, "Who?" Who taught you about that? I know. And it's like, I get that she spends so
0: much time in these offices, but the entire concept of Kim Kardashian using office jargon in everyday life just feels entirely misplaced.
1: I Like to see the shared workspace or when she's like, oh, we're all in the kitchen and this is where everyone comes. I'm like, who is everyone? Like to me, when I think about the way that a Kim specific business would be run, it was like. Kim has her own things, and then the office does the thing. Like I never think about them as being a combined entity. I know, and I feel like when Kylie has done tours, maybe the space has been a little bit more populated, so you
0: get a better sense of what it looks like on a daily basis. So it would be really interesting for Kim to do a very similar tour, but on a non-Friday when everyone's in the space, because she'd still be walking through those halls as the boss, clearly, but it would just be a totally different energy, because when she's talking about it here as much as she did a very good job, I would say explaining it, I still can't get a good visual of Kim just like walking down the line of everyone on their computer. That that has a hard time computing in my mind.
1: Okay. So when we've seen Chris, it's more Chris than Kylie, but when we've seen Chris in the Kylie cosmetics office, it makes more sense to me that she would be there and like in everyday day capacity because she uses it as her main office, like kind of in the same way where we used to see her in her office in the old house. Like we just now see that as Kylie Cosmetics. And so when Kylie has done office tours, it didn't feel out of place to me to see Kylie there or to see Chris there because we know for a fact that that's where they reside, not just for the purpose of filming a video. But when we saw Kim there during this tour, the office was completely empty. It was just her. And I was having such a difficult time wrapping my mind around the fact that like You could just be at work and look up and Kim is walking around like I (laughs) couldn't envision that scenario because I'm like, do you think that she actually spends that amount of time there or do you think that like she has an office there in case she needs it? She comes in for shoots and specific things, but it's not like she's coming in to, you know, hold down the fort once or twice a week. I think that she spends a lot of time there, not even necessarily from a holding
0: down the four perspective. It's not like I think she's checking in on people on that consistent of a basis. Not to say she doesn't have a relationship with the staff, but I don't think she's you know, going up to people while they're on their computers necessarily. I think that because she was so intentional in the way that she designed the space, she genuinely feels really creatively fulfilled and excited by it. Like Even when she's talking about that Kind of Rick Owens inspired movie pit that she basically built with that giant TV. And she's saying, yeah, you know, we'll watch videos of product or whatever we're working on, but we'll also just have movie nights here. That's a very intentional thing that she designed to say, okay, I want the kids to be able to come here and for them to feel totally occupied while I do my stuff. And I think not to say she doesn't get a lot done at home, obviously she does, but I have to imagine that for her, that separation between church and state is kind of necessary because at what point does your entire life just become work and you don't have any place to go to that's like fully just an
1: escape? Yeah. I'm just so incredibly interested in like the workplace dynamic of working at a place like that. That's what I'm telling you. If she did a video where the space was
0: filled, I think it would be a totally different viewing experience. And I really think she should.
1: What I want is not a video where the space is filmed. I want like somebody to go undercover and film me a day in their life working as like a normal person working at Skin or working at Skims.
0: <laughs> I, I can't believe how badly I want that, as you said it. Like that is, that's the undercover footage I want. By the way, I can't believe how badly I want to be sent undercover. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you do? Like you have it on, I guess, like on a, a pen on your shirt with a camera? I was thinking glasses. Ooh. Cause at first when you said it, I just have a pen on my shirt. (laughs) At first when you said it, I was thinking of like a a GoPro helmet. And then I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) I knew you were, I knew you were.
0: I feel like makeup in general and specifically a daily makeup routine is so personal and that We've all kind of gotten down to a science, what works for us, what we need before we leave the house. Like where do we feel our most comfortable? And for me on a daily basis, I wear really, really minimal makeup. I actually think I feel the most comfortable with the least amount of makeup, but my two Holy Grail products always have been, I think always will be our mascara and lip gloss, maybe a little highlight on the inner corner if I'm feeling crazy, but Honestly, whether you are fresh face, full glam, wherever you fall, you have probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. It's the one in that turquoise tube that you see all over social media. So Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. They have a lot of great products, but the one I want to focus on is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. First of all, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, which I'm telling you right now, I have a zero-tolerance policy for flaking with my mascara. Like, I'm just not trying to put you on my lashes if you're going to flake. And they have a flake-free tubing formula that dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. So it kind of looks like lash extensions without the damaging glue or salon prices, also super easy removal, slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. And it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's just like very much worth the hype. I had seen it a lot. And once I tried it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why I see it everywhere. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash CBC for 20% off your first order. I don't know about you guys, but I am one of those people where every year on Daylight Savings, having that extra hour of light in the evening just like completely transforms my mood. I feel like I am not me when it gets dark at 4 p.m. And obviously the flip side of that is that first morning after springing forward can be rough. So I want to tell you about something that can make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. It's called Hatch. And Hatch can help you choose sleep, prioritize healthy habits, and then also make the time change transition seamless and enjoyable. So the Hatch Restore helps you build sleep habits that make your unwind and wake routines simple and enjoyable. So a phone-free bedtime, no matter what time of year it is, which again, is really a habit I'm trying to change this year, and this has very much helped it. And then with the Hatch Plus subscription, you can access the latest routine building features like. Cue to unwind, which signals you that it's time for bed and pillow talk, which is kind of like your favorite shows or socials without the screen to keep you up. For me, that's like such a wonderful feature because it helps me unwind, but not in a way that feels unnatural. It's kind of like the benefit I get from scrolling my phone without scrolling my phone. And then waking up in the morning is just so much more peaceful. Like I don't think it's good to wake up to that jarring alarm sound. So to have kind of an easy wake up, I've just really enjoyed my morning so much more. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatchery Store and free shipping at Hatch.co. CBC. Visit Hatch.co. CBC to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co. CBC. I mean, this face is just wild. And she also mentions in the video, in addition to Michelle from Rick Owens, Tommy Clements and Waldo Fernandez. And Waldo has been heavily involved in most of the Kardashians, you know, interior design projects. But also remember when Travis was doing his Architectural Digest tour, he spoke about how he was going on tour and he basically gave Waldo free reign to do whatever he wanted to the house. And he came home and loved it. So, you know... Not that we've seen Waldo interact with them in any sort of a, a film capacity, or we may have, but not that I can recall. But clearly, he's someone that has established enough of a relationship with the family where they almost feel comfortable taking a step back and like trusting his creative process, which is not a luxury that I would say a lot of the people that work closely with them have.
1: No. And, you know, it's funny because I think that if you work for somebody like the Kardashians, you assume right off the bat, that there's just going to be an insane amount of control that they have over what you're doing. And you have to run every single tiny thing by them. And, but to be able to work for somebody like them and them to really trust your vision feels so unusual for me. And I was actually thinking about the way that they use interior designers, because it's actually probably the profession associated with them the most that changes the most that has gone through the most different people because it seems almost like when they find somebody they all use them and they all use them for a period of time and then they move on to the next person and then they all use them and then they move on to the next person and then they all use them like for a while it was martin they all shared more lawrence bullard and then they kind of moved on from that
0: Well, what's kind of fun is to almost look at all of the different teams that they have for different aspects. So for example, that one's for interior design, but let's say we want to talk about glam squads for a second. You know, we've kind of gone into a pattern now where it's Kim pretty exclusively with Mario and Chris Appleton, Kylie with Ariel, Chloe with Andrew Fitzsimmons and different people, of course, rotate in and out. I would say Courtney and Kendall are probably the least exclusive to their teams, maybe with the exception of Mary Phillips for Kendall. But as a fan, as someone who, you know, knows a lot of the different like elements of their lives, we also become accustomed to that. Like, think about it. If Kim was doing a red carpet and both Mario and Chris weren't there, I think we would be very thrown off by that, not to sound ridiculous.
1: Oh, I mean, by the way, remember when Mario was in New York during COVID and was not traveling at all and we were getting DMs probably once a week during that time saying, did something happen with Kim and Mario? Um, We haven't seen him in a while. Kim is starting to go to events again and Mario isn't doing her makeup, but it was just strictly because it was LA-based events and Mario was New York-based at that time. Yeah, I mean, the Glam Squad's becoming such a part of their brand is something we talk about
0: constantly, but I would say recently it's maybe reached its highest because i believe it was kim's allure shoot i'm not 100 sure but i believe it was where she was just recently on the cover and mario and chris were in the feature you know they were such a part of it that it wasn't like they were just mentioned as doing her hair and makeup they were quite literally in the photos because i think it's rare to see kim now out in public and not see mario and chris a few steps back kind of honestly how it is now with danny you know the three of them really and of course tracy really have become her
1: consistent kind of entourage I'm at a phase in my life where if I saw Kim, I would be like, um, excuse me, is is Chris Appleton there? Is Craig can Chris come out and play? Like <laughs> we still talk about that when we saw her outside uh,
0: the Freedom Tower and your
1: head's on a swivel between her and
0: Chris.
1: Seeing Kim in person rocked me. Seeing Kim in person rocked me for so many different reasons, and a lot of that, of course, is beauty. Like she's just stunningly beautiful in person. But there is just something about Chris Appleton in person where you're like, oh, wow. I <laughs> I think because he's normal. Like when you see Kim or like a picture in person, whatever it is, it's you have this understanding of she's just like a larger than life figure. But Chris Appleton's like kind of a normie, like somebody who is not Kim Kardashian should not be that hot. It stops you in your tracks. I mean, <laughs> that was our first thing that we said to each other when we walked
0: away. We were like, damn, he's attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the whole thing is just worth a watch. I don't know how we just spent 10 or 15 minutes on that, but I honestly could do the entire episode on it. That is my kind of thing. Sit me on a couch, put on YouTube, give me a skin slash Skims office tour, and I'm not going anywhere.
1: You know what the good news is, though, Em? I also could do that. It's my peak. Talking about it is my peak. But you know what we get to move on to next? Kylie's Mm. fucking birthday.
0: No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically, when I'm buying something or paying for a service... Okay, know we're a little bit late on this, but Kylie's twenty fifth birthday. Her actual birthday is on August tenth, and she did a yacht this year. So it was Kylie, Travis, Chris, Corey, Kim, Kendall, Chicago, Stormy, Dream, La La Stas, Victoria, McGuire, Iris, and Amber. I believe that's everyone that was there. This just looked like a time. That's a stacked crew, and the yacht was ridiculous. It's apparently four hundred ninety thousand dollars for the week. Every amenity you could ever imagine. Enough room for 18 crew members on board. I didn't see cameras there. Did you?
1: Not that I saw, no. But there could have been.
0: There totally could have been. I just didn't see them. But talk about something I'd love to be filmed.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it's Kylie's, I always assume that cameras aren't there. If this was Kim's birthday or Chloe's birthday, I would have been like, or even Chris's, honestly. I would have said, you know, we maybe just didn't see the cameras, but I'm sure they're there. When it's Kylie's, I have just like no faith. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but my gut would tell me that there's
0: not cameras there. Just because I think that she enjoys it less when they are there whereas for Kim, I don't think her enjoyment level really wavers whether or not there's cameras there. And if I'm Kylie, I totally get it. I would feel the exact same way. I just think Kim has become so used to it that it doesn't really impact her ability to have the best time. Whereas I think for Kylie it kind of, you know,
1: changes the experience, which then it's not worth it. You're paying 500 grand just to feel muted. Yeah. And the reason, honestly, that I want the cameras there more than anything else is because this was right after the Pete breakup. Yeah. But honestly, it kind of goes back to our conversation we were having on Monday. Not to say that Kim is unfazed
0: by the Pete breakup because I truly believe she is genuinely upset about it, but you would never know if you were just watching those videos. I mean, even though she threw up the shot, she still took it, which in and of itself is a huge deal for Kim. Like she just seemed to be in a very kind of carefree, chill down mode.
1: I will say that the moment that she asked for that shot was the moment that I wished cameras were there filming because it felt like a callback to the Pete situation. Like, I know that they would have been excited for Kim to take a shot anyway because it's so not her to do that. So anytime she kind of engages in that behavior, everyone's really excited because it's so out of character. But there was something about her asking for the shot and everyone reacting and being excited that was like, oh, she's letting loose. Like, she really needs this.
0: Right. That's kind of how I took it too, which may not be the case. It could just be her wanting to let loose one night, but that's the story that I made up in my mind, whether or not that's true.
1: I mean, to me, it is like, to me, it felt strangely relatable in the sense of like, if you were with all your girls for a night out after a breakup and you were like, okay, get me a shot. And they were all overcome with excitement that you were like down to have a good time. Like to me, it's universal.
0: One of the more classic byproducts of that entire situation is that once that video of her throwing up the shot went viral, everyone started to say like, oh shit, that was probably an 818 shot. And she immediately takes one of the articles that's like, Kim Kardashian throws up, quote, nasty tequila shot on mega yacht," And she retweets it and is like, she needed that 818, dot, dot, dot. Like immediate PR spin slash product plug immediately. Like n- not even willing for that story to take on another life before shutting it down.
1: You know what's funny is that sometimes we'll look at a post, you and I, and we'll be like, here's what our ideal comment for this post would be. Here's who our ideal celebrity to comment it would be. like We have it so planned out in our head where if we could control the comments, we would know exactly what we wanted. If I could have controlled the reaction to that video, I would have exactly come up with Kim tweeting that.
0: Well, let's say hypothetically speaking that it wasn't a tweet. It was an Instagram post from the Daily Mail that she then commented on. And then we posted of her saying, you know, needed that 818. I think some of our comments would be people being like just annoyed because in general, they dislike Kardashian content, but also knowing that there's a cap for the level they're allowed to be annoyed because it's so predictable. Like, of course, Kim is going to take the moment where she's throwing up a tequila shot and somehow spin it into a promotion of her sister's tequila brand. It's almost so predictable that you can't even be mad.
1: I actually take back what I said, because now that you've said that my ideal comment would be that she commented it on Kylie's TikTok of her doing that, because that's something we would have posted. Whereas I loved the Twitter response and it was exactly what I would have told her to tweet if I was like a PR person, but we wouldn't post that. Right. I mean, listen, the shit that I would do for her to be more active in the TikTok
0: comments in general, like let's say she decided for one day she was going to pull a Miley Cyrus or a Lizzo and just scroll through her for you page and comment on anything that was relevant or funny about her. Do you know the field day we could have with that if she just decided to kind of go rogue? Because even someone like Hailey Bieber will occasionally do that. You know, someone will make a video maybe about her style and she'll comment, even if it's
1: just a simple one. It would be so viral if Kim would play into it a little bit more. Well, this is such a larger conversation because I feel that way about all celebrities right now. It obviously took a while for Instagram comments to become a thing where people felt comfortable commenting. We're now waiting to see that switch happen on TikTok. And I don't think that celebrities have gotten comfortable with the concept of commenting on TikToks fully yet, because I think that a lot of the Instagram comments that we see are them commenting on other celebrities' posts. But the ones that we see that are the most viral, and I mean on Instagram, but the ones that we see are the most viral are when they're like on memes, but those happen so infrequently. With TikTok, it's a little bit different because their friends aren't all on TikTok yet. It's not a very celebrity heavy app yet. There are definitely people on, but it's not super, super heavy. And so... What we would love to see on TikTok, I mean, specifically me and you, is celebrities commenting on just the random content on their feed. And I think that celebrities are much more inclined to comment on their friends' posts first and then kind of start to lean into that. So I think that as we see more celebrities join TikTok, we'll also start to see that switch to them commenting on things that are just in general on their For You page. Well, really, the hope is that them
0: commenting on, you know, quote, random accounts on TikTok would actually be a lot more frequent than they do on memes. Because right now, they either need to be following the meme account or have been sent it by a friend or a PR person, whoever the thing is. Whereas on TikTok, you scroll your For You page a lot more frequently than you scroll your Explore page on Instagram. I think the majority of people do in terms of the way they use the app. So think about if you're on Instagram and you're just like some random girl that lives in Ohio that's posting something to their 1,000 followers. It would be mind-blowing for Kim Kardashian to comment on that. But on TikTok, because you can have a thousand followers and post and all of a sudden get millions and millions of views because it gets pushed to the For You page, it's not that crazy that Kim Kardashian would come across your content. It's not even like they'd be unwilling to do that on Instagram. I mean, partially, yes. They just wouldn't
1: have the opportunity in the same way. No, totally. And I think that that also plays into it because... You're 100% right. When we see celebrities comment on Instagram, it's either, you're right, on a meme or on another celebrity's post. And they don't normally comment on strangers, so they've never really gotten used to that concept of being able to do so. Doing it on TikTok is an entirely different world because it's almost like it's a meme account because it's a viral video. But it's still like, for the most part, somebody just making something funny in their house, some teenager, some 20-year-old person doing it with no connection to Kim Kardashian, with no connection to Hailey Bieber. And all of a sudden they've posted something that's not only gone viral, but hopefully eventually will call attention to celebrities. And it's just a matter of celebrities feeling comfortable enough to comment something on a TikTok that is of a complete stranger.
0: Well, I think back to the early days of our account and just to use Gwyneth Paltrow as an example, when she used to be really active commenting on meme accounts and we would post it, the response was big because it felt so relatable to people. Like, what Gwyneth Paltrow was just engaging in meme culture in the way that we do? I remember that being, you know, one of the larger responses that we got. And to me, I I wish what celebrities could understand is that that relatability that you were able to convey by interacting with a meme is intensified to like, an unbelievable degree on TikTok because you're now connecting with a person. So now that person is going to make a reaction video to you commenting on their page that's their own personal content whereas a lot of these meme accounts are are relatively faceless. So yeah, to anyone who sees it it feels relatable but they don't get that same kind of connection and really what you're chasing as a celebrity is like you want the fans or the public to feel connected to you or to be able to humanize you in a way that I don't know, makes you feel kind of relatable.
1: Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Of course I do. I I couldn't understand it more. And I really do think that we are starting to move there. TikTok is just still new. I mean, it feels crazy to say that because it has become such a part of our every single day lives. I mean, I can't even tell you what my screen time on it is. It's embarrassing. And on top of that, it has its whole world of drama that has nothing to do with celebrity culture. It's all TikTok-based drama that we've gotten involved in. Like there's so many different layers to the app. And I think that if you're a celebrity, who's just now starting to move over, the space can be intimidating for you. So you have to like stick your toe into the water and familiarize yourself a little bit before you start fully leaning into the app. And so I think that we are really going to start to eventually see that shift where you see celebrities joining and making more funny content, but also interacting with the content. I just don't think that they are fully there yet. And there are a lot that are, we have definitely posted some really, really great TikTok comments. And recently those have been some of my favorite ones that we've done. Um, And it's also a harder challenge for us because typically when we are scrolling for content on Instagram, we are checking the stuff that comes across our feed. We are checking specific celebrities. We are checking specific meme pages or we're getting things sent to us. TikTok is so vast and there are, there's are so much content that you're not automatically for every single video going to check the comments section. So who knows what everybody's missing in terms of celebrity comments there.
0: Right, and that's why I feel like we have such an opportunity to really capitalize on it if we do it right because There's a couple of different types of followers of our page, obviously, on Instagram, right? There's people that are celebrity obsessed. There's people that know nothing and just like are family, friends, and want to support us. Or you have the middle of the road people that are kind of into it, not into it enough where they're going to follow the celebrities themselves, but they like our account because they can kind of go on and they can get a good little digest of what's seemingly relevant. Of course, it's not everything. It's not a news page in that same way. But if there's a relevant celebrity comment, they're probably going to see it and it's all in one organized place. We could deliver that same convenience on TikTok, but on Instagram. And honestly, to a large audience, it probably isn't even on TikTok. And the reason that they wouldn't see it isn't even because they're not following those people. Even the most celebrity obsessed people that are following the celebrities on TikTok wouldn't see a lot of these things because like you said, they're not on celebrities pages. So we have such a, a an opportunity to to do it right. And I think part of it is like us really, honestly, being more diligent in terms of scouring them. But as a side product, it's like up to them to engage a little bit more. And if those two things happened, we could have a feed that was entirely
1: just TikTok, by the way. I mean, that's the goal though. I know. Not entirely, but but a lot. Well, entirely on TikTok could be entirely TikTok.
0: I know. I just still think that the the way that we format the comments, that's best served on Instagram. And then we have to figure out a way on TikTok to make the commentary relevant. That's not just a repost of the video with a comment. You know, I, I think that we can do better than that.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that's a whole other conversation that we can't have now because I, I have an anxiety attack.
0: No, don't. We, we, this is something we, we speak about constantly. And this is, I'm telling you, where we're going to have to go more into like the producer role in, in terms of the way the content is presented. But it's it's fascinating. I love it. it. I get exhilarated talking about it. It's honestly one of my favorite things to discuss. Oh, me too. I came to the realization recently that I was just like desperately in need of a closet clean out because you know when you're getting ready and you just can't find anything, you have so many things that you don't even wear that you can't find the stuff that you do wear and it's just like a chaotic and unenjoyable process. That was me. I'm still, to be honest with you, in the process of cleaning out. But one of the biggest game changers for me in this process has been finding just like high quality essentials that I can mix and match with anything so that I can have less things, but the things that I have, I can wear with a lot. And I've told you guys about them before, but I think that Quince is one of the best at this in terms of just finding the high quality affordable pieces, and they have a lot of really great sweaters. I love their Mongolian cashmere oversized boyfriend cardigans. I just find them to be so comfortable. I have them in a bunch of colors. They also have washable silk tofs which are amazing, like really easy, comfortable, high quality throw-ons that you can wear for so many different occasions. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So The way that it works is by partnering directly with top factories. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes that savings on to us, which is kind of like best case scenario for all involved. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But is not it a time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 or older, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15, 2024. Void where prohibited. Just an update in the Chloe and Tristan world. According to Hollywood Life, a source spoke to them saying, quote, Chloe and Tristan have agreed that Chloe will have sole legal and physical custody of their baby full time. However, Tristan is so excited to have welcomed a son because he really wanted another boy. Even though Chloe will have full custody of the baby, she's more than happy for Tristan to be present in their child's life as much as he wants. And just as a reminder, the baby was born via surrogate on August 5th, which I got to tell you, I didn't anticipate this move and who knows if it's legit, but assuming that this really is the case with the custody, I didn't anticipate this move, but it makes a lot of sense.
1: I have to say before we even get into the discussion of that, that that quote just made me so angry, like to my core. And I understand that this is a quote from a source, not directly from Tristan saying he really wanted another son. He just had a son with Marilee Nichols who he is refusing to meet, which is not the child's fault in any way, shape, or form. So to put out a quote publicly or even via a source and have a son that you are refusing to meet, I'm sorry, my blood is boiling. Of all of the things that Tristan has done and as terrible of the things that he has done, to me, that's the worst. Do we know that for a fact, Like that he still has no interest in having any involvement in his son's life born with Marilee? The last update from her was that he hadn't met his son yet. And there has not been an update since saying that he has. So I'm going to assume, yeah. Yeah, that is so fucked. I mean, I, I, every time we talk about this, I cannot help
0: but go back to the Snapchat interactions. That is ingrained in my mind forever when he says to her, here's 75K to have an abortion. And if you have this baby, just know I will have zero involvement. The fact that that is in writing eternally,
1: you know it's just so upsetting for the kids sake it's it's beyond upsetting i have yeah. to say i'm not surprised by this being the case with the custody because and not necessarily that i feel like chloe is trying to further punish tristan by a custody agreement i don't think that that's her style i just feel like that's kind of how it's always been with tristan like they've I, And again, we don't get the behind the scenes to that, that's not knowledge that we're privy to. But the way that Chloe has always made it seem is like True lives at home with Chloe and Tristan is welcome to come by whenever to see her. It never ever seems like, oh, like True is with Tristan tonight because like it's his night to have her. Right, it almost feels like in terms of our understanding
0: that that's what the arrangement has been for True. And now this is just a formality for this baby boy. And I'm not to say that that's the case. True may have nights at Tristan's. It just, it always feels, I so agree with you. To me, it always feels like, yeah, Tristan is, is welcome to come and go as he pleases. He can see his daughter whenever
1: he likes, but you know, this is her her primary source of residence. You know, it's, it's the most interesting to me is because it's always felt like that with uh, Courtney and Scott. Not that there was one primary source of residence. It's always been that they've been at each other's homes, but when they were on their best possible terms while still broken up, it seemed as though there was no like rigid schedule of who had who one night. It just seemed like kind of like a, oh, you'll take this one. You'll pick them up for school if you can. I can't like that sort of a thing. And I have to imagine now that there is a very strict schedule that's being followed. See, I don't know where I stand on that because in
0: theory, what you're saying makes so much sense. Courtney's now married. We know for a fact the kids spend a decent amount of time at Travis's. Even when he was doing his AD tour, you see him showing the kitchen table and the permanent spot for Penelope, Mason and Rain. And yeah, it it would make sense that the schedule naturally would have to be a little bit more strict. I guess for me, I still so clearly envision them having a much more lax kind of laissez-faire approach. And I think it's a lot harder to get kids to subscribe to a more rigid schedule coming from a pretty laid back one. The switch in the opposite direction is potentially a little bit easier, but I I don't know. You're probably right, but I still feel like in my mind, it's, it's more lax.
1: I know, and maybe it is during the day to day, but I don't know. Like to me, I don't think that there's like a court agreement. Like I don't think this was any sort of a custody battle situation. I think that it was very amicably decided between the two of them. And I'm not saying that there isn't like a laissez-faire attitude in terms of, oh, can you do this date instead of this date? Can we do this? I think that for the sake of not having um, continual conversations in the way they used to, because I mean, think about it. It's not just that when Scott and Courtney were at their best, they were so communicative in the way that they, you know, parented the, children in terms of whose house was at who's like it's not that's not what I mean it was so much more like they spent so much time together and so naturally because of the amount of time that they were spending together both at each other's house at Chris's house at Kim's house like the scheduling of parenting and who was staying with who was always going to be more lax I think because they don't do that anymore they've had to kind of pivot to it being like a little bit more um organized. Maybe not strict. Strict may not be the right word, but I think organized is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I just think that that's a really
0: hard transition. Forget about for the kids. I actually think that with Courtney and Scott, they're so focused on what's best for the kids that I have to imagine they made it as seamless for them as physically possible. But for Scott's sake, and honestly, maybe even for both of their sakes, I think having to follow these necessary boundaries I don't know, probably just takes a little bit of an adjustment when you're not used to like needing advanced notice. Think about it with anything in life, right? Like when you have the the ability to kind of just go with it as the day goes, it just makes the process easier. So I, I don't know. It's like all of a sudden I have to now ask Scott. I have to now ask Courtney. I, you know that was never the deal. So I, I don't know. I just could see it being a little bit more challenging. and maybe I'm wrong. maybe that's not the case.
1: Well, of course, it's more challenging, but this was the whole conversation that we were having in terms of Courtney and Scott and the ways in which their relationship changed. You know, it's the show really highlighted the family element of it for Scott, because I think that was the part that was easiest to touch on and easiest for Scott to really take issue with or like have a valid claim to. But think about how every element of their relationship kind of changed almost seemingly overnight. They were spending so much time together. They were all spending time together as a family. They were filming together. They were friends. Like the friend element alone is one of the biggest changes. Like it was a really big change that the two of them went through. And I actually felt like this season of Kardashians brushed on it with the family stuff, brushed on it a little bit, but really didn't delve into the differences of like what we were seeing. And I think the reason that that's the case is because it probably had such an effect on the kids. And I'm not yeah. saying a bad effect. I think it was an adjustment. And I think that in a circumstance like that, kids are really adaptable. And when you have two parents that care about you so much and they are always putting your best interest at the forefront, adapting to those changes are a little bit easier. So I would assume I don't have kids, but it certainly had to have been an adjustment in a very short period of time. Yeah, no, I know.
0: Trust me, I, I think about that not just with with. Courtney and Scott I think about it with Kim as well that's why the thing with Chloe and Tristan if anything I mean I know True's a lot younger but if anything it would be less of an adjustment because in terms of our understanding and again I can't say this straight but in terms of our understanding that's how it always kind of was right like right it, it wasn't a, yeah I don't know very very interesting obviously that's information that's a little bit more coveted and I don't expect them to share it but I would be lying to you if I said I wasn't curious Oh, same. Yeah. Anyway, is there anything else that you would like to mention, Kardashian-wise? No, I think that's it. Okay, we'll be back on Friday for Bravo, and the next week we have
1: a lot of stuff going on because I think J Lo and Ben's wedding is this week, right? It's this weekend in Georgia. I hope that we get a lot of information as it comes out because if we're recording Sunday night, I'm nervous about what's going to come out Monday. I know. I know. Well,
0: worst case scenario, we record Sunday night and then we do an insert on Monday morning to kind of add in whatever we miss. Because I think it's – they said it's going to be documented by Vogue. I just wonder, does that come out on Monday or
1: Sunday? I, I have to assume Monday.
0: Yeah. We'll see.
1: Because it's a three-day affair, it's also saying. So it would presumably be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think the barbecue's right. on Sunday.
0: Right. Oh, love a barbecue. Love okay well we love you guys thank you for listening thank you for letting us do this and especially thank you for listening to the bonus show since it's always kind of broke and i will see you on friday